some of the hosts are particularly curious about which pastries might be on offer. Do we have we talked to Gold Coast to warn them that we're going to have a lot of hungry, carbohydrate deprived, gluten? Uh, by we, are you talking about the royal we or or the Laura we? That will be me, and I will be talking to them. All right. You can put in your request. Welcome to another episode of Fuerza Inside the Mind of the Ridden Athlete. Today's podcast is a recording of our Instagram live interview with Laura King, Ted King, and Jess Sarah. King Ridge is a classic Sonoma County hopper, but this year we've added Annapolis and Cruz Road to mix it in with a little gravel and to highlight the beautiful NorCal coast. Join us as we talk about what makes road riding with some gravel so amazing in this area. Ted, Laura, and Jess will share their thoughts on the best bike, tire choice, how to pack and prepare for a hopper, tips for optimal hydration and nutrition, and answer questions from viewers like you. So sit back, stay tuned, and listen along. Hey, we have the Kings on board. Ted and Laura, how are you? We're excellent. How are you today, Meg? Hey, I can't complain. I can't complain. Though I, I will, I would say I, I'm not in favor of this time change, and today's been a little rough. <laughs> Fair. The the funny thing is, we were on Central Time yesterday. We are here back on East Coast, so the time change allowed us to get back to our normal routine one day early. It actually worked out really well. Okay. Oh, no. I I told day of travel is always makes me feel like I have a time change or jet lag or I'm just pretty worked. Yeah, and traveling. He has with a kids. lot of energy. Yeah, the ener- the energizer bunny. That's good. And where's Jess? Is she going to be joining us? There she is. All right, Jess. Look at that, the magic. Good day. Jess, <laughs> nice to see you. Thanks for joining. Yeah. I know the crowds are are, are storming in. They're on fire. Look at that. The- <laughs> Wow. Is that a wood heat? Do you heat your house with wood? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never know where the propane is going to run out. So just, just light things on fire. Well, well, thanks for, thanks for joining us. So th- I first must note that um, we oftentimes talk about the double-edged sword of modern technology and social media, but I like this. I like being able to just plan something, get together, see your beautiful faces and talk about bikes. So thanks for joining. Pleasure. Uh, you can often run into technological hiccups, so I'm 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 kind of pumped how smooth this has worked already. I love it. I love we'll it. take a we'll take a hiccup and uh, hope hope for not massive belching, technological belching. That's when we have trouble. So, anyways, we're going to go talk about King Ridge, and what better folks than, than you three? Um, one of our favorite rides. Anyone who's ridden King Ridge has good memories of it, and this year. Uh, putting King Ridge back on the grasshopper calendar has been a challenge. Uh, we're getting really close, and it's going to be extremely warding, rewarding. And I know that we've talked about uh, doing a ride prior to that. Um, it's the first time we're doing events on Sundays, which I know is not everyone's favorite when they have to work on Monday, but it gives us a chance to do something on, on Monday. So maybe we'll just start out. What is this? And I know this was Laura and, and Ted and you, all of us together came with this idea. So what, what's the plan for Saturday prior to King Ridge? 
Yeah, the plan is a Mill District Velo sponsored shakeout ride from Duncan's Mills. Um, is it Gold Coast, Gold Coast Bakery? Yeah. Uh, coffee and pastries. We're gonna, going to meet before 10, so I don't know, 9.30 or so. And I think, yeah, 10 a.m., right? That's, I think that's what we decided on. Right. Um, to depart from the bakery there and go ride Fort Ross and then um, with the option to add on Willow Creek, I believe, if that's correct. Perfect. We've been sharing some information out for people how to, how to, how to sign up with that. And Jess, you're going to be around as well, right? It's actually motivated me to get on the trainer, which I'm not a fan of. <laughs> so yes, I, I have three hours logged in and I'm ready. <laughs> are those the things you, you get on when it's cold outside? I, I think I've seen pictures of those. I think those are skis. That's what I was told. So that's uh, all winter. <laughs> but I've, Try so yes, I will be there. I'm so excited. I'm, I get into Santa Rosa the day before, and I'm re I'm ready to start riding bikes again. Oh sweet! And we're giving away a couple of spots through Joji, and uh, hopefully that'll en entice some people, right? So, and I think they can find that. How? You can find it on the Joji Bar Instagram. So we're doing two spots for women, female identifying riders, and. You'll also get a box of JoJ bars and a bottle of salt stick. So Laura and I want more women to ride with out there. So you don't have to pay for anything. We've got uh, you. Fantastic. And so this is a Grasshopper uh, King Ridge, not a gravel ride. We've been doing this since the Grasshopper started when we used to drop down into, into Salt Point. And uh, I particularly love this one uh, because my mountain bike friends would get pissed because it was too long to train for mountain bike season. And the roadies would hate it because they'd be on 25C road bikes and we'd drop down this gnarly descent into Salt Point. And I would just laugh and I'd say, that's fine because it's fun for me. Uh, <laughs> but it's not a gravel ride. And, and only dirt on this is, is cruise. Um, so why is it, or not, I'm going to say why. So what's, what's special about riding in this part of Sonoma County for you guys? And I know, you just got back from a gravel event. We're organizing gravel events. We're traveling to gravel events. But, but road's not dead. Road's fun. What's special about this area? What, what I would interject to anyone who says, why are we doing a, a potentially road bike for a grasshopper adventure series, which, which is often thought of as gravel events, and I mean this tastefully, with roads this bad, who needs gravel? Like what you will see over the course of the day, you're going to see silky smooth pavement. You're going to see a ton of climbing. You're going to see some of the worst pavement that Sonoma has to offer, which is already notorious. So, you know, the, the, the roads um, benefit somebody who is going to run a wider road tire. Um, I know I'm going to be running 32 mil. Uh, I believe Laura is going to be doing the same on a road bike. Um, definitely capable of taking on crews, taking on all the climbs throughout the day and still super speedy fast. So, I mean, truth be told, if you only have a gravel bike, you're going to be, you know, running, I would suggest running a slick tire, but you can, you're going to have a blast no matter what. You could be running a, a, a 44C slick, 44 mil slick, and you'd still have a great time. Um, the roads can be potentially beat up. Meg, you can speak to that even more than, than us. Um, I mean, I'm just, I'm psyched. The timing is right. It's a good time of year to log some big miles and no better place than Sonoma. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's rugged and remote. And 
I can't remember if we've talked about this because it's not. This isn't normally in the loop, but has everyone ridden Annapolis Road? That wasn't in the Mager Hopper, I don't think, Ted. But uh, we've done that before. I can't remember if Jess and Laura have you led group rides out of there as well, or to do Annapolis. I had to ask you: Have I ridden it? I don't think Laura has, um, and I've ridden it infrequently enough that all I remember is a ferociously steep wall. It's a uh, you. Meg, you correct me. I call it a slight detour off what you'd call a conventional King Ridge loop. Um, it's challenging, but it's it's over pretty quick and, and, and worthwhile all throughout. Yeah, it's a great add-on. So you do you do Kings, which we haven't gone counterclockwise in a long time. And I don't think I'll just send down to Hazard Bridge as an organized event again, even with the... That's where in uh, Bike Monkey's Ride that one of the riders died at a corner there. Even with the most warnings, it's just... It, it's it's just triple black diamond and there's other alternatives so um you know it's a great road to ride but i, I don't want to be i don't want to be on my shift sending people so once we get to king ridge we do tin barn to skags and then there's a pretty hairy descent down to the willala river as if you're doing skags so people that know skags i mean that's kind of the biggest 100 mile loop you can you can do around here and not just the mileage and elevation but it's lonely out there um, and when you drop to the river, then we head north and, and we go into an area that's kind of actually become a grape growing region that then comes out in uh, Salt Point. And it gives her a really nice uh, stretch of Highway 1 um, down to Cruz. So like you said, adds a little bit, adds like a 15 mile section to what is our, is our, is our smaller, smaller course. But um, su super worthwhile. Are we doing any sort of mandatory stop at Two Fish Bakery? Because that is a... a standout bakery among an already exemplary area among the bakery crowd it is a fantastic stop mandatory i don't know so that that leads us to discussing you know some of the things for the course so it's gotten to the point uh well it's it's not possible to do a point-to-point -point timed event out here whether it's super sweetwater or king ridge there's too many of us the uh restrictions are are too are too vast. Uh, there's too many people. So really, it's, it would take the infrastructure of doing a tour of California for me to have a start and a finish to keep people safe and to keep the neighbors happy and to, and to, meet, and to be compliant. So what we're doing is we're having two segments, uh, which I just got off a long call with my timer, the third person, and it's the logistics are very complicated. Uh, he's done the timing for Enduro, so he's no stranger to this. But um, we will... Uh, I will let people know exactly when their window is, but the general idea is that people will leave from King Ridge at the base of the true climb. So you leave the intersection of Fort Ross for a few miles past uh, on King Ridge. You, you do some rolling, and then at the base of the true climb, there'll be a segment from there to Tin Barn. And then we'll have an aid station, rest stop. So what'll be nice is you can pin it for about 12 miles hard as you want you can regroup there's no penalty we can have good you know good hydrations and snacks um and then the rest of the loop is not timed you do tin barn and annapolis uh then the second segment of the day is from the bottom of cruise at highway one uh to the top by fort ross at ritchie ranch and then it'll be the combined two times so that does ted to answer your question give people a chance to stop uh at the bakery or wherever they want. And so I've wanted to do this format for years and I'm glad to finally be uh, um, giving it a shot. That's awesome. That's what's cool about modern day gravel. You know, you can, you get to make it up. I mean, the, the segment 
format has pre-existed, but it's it's a super popular format. Uh, works well for particular courses, and I think this this will be my first hopper doing it. So that's awesome. Yeah, we we have we haven't done this yet. There'll be two this year, and and part of it, you know, I think myself growing as the as the promoter, the responsible promoter. I've always been a promoter, but as you know, it's little by little and doing what needs to be done, and and uh, really the risk management and safety is just it's number one, two, and three on my list on my list of, of things to take care of, and this this just makes sense, and also you know keeping it uh, most fun and and the best sportsmanship, so. Um, you know, stay tuned for more information. I like it. Information on that. Um, we're all race promoters, so we <laughs> we <work that> hard. <laughs> right, right. And the, on the other side of things, but I posted today my one of my favorite memories from riding around Healdsburg in that area last year was I can't remember. It was limited participation, COVID, but it was. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that creates like a really unique vibe because people, you know, even though this isn't all gravel, they come for that vibe. And so you get that competitive spirit and then you get the like hang out, chill, stop at the bakery. And that's what makes it so fun for me. I remember, I remember that day. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for sharing that photo. And I can't believe it's only been a year ago. I mean, a little over a year ago, I, I still, you know, for that whole year, I didn't know if doing events was ever going to be possible again as a, as a business. So pivoting to do the weekend one at the mill district. And we gathered at that point, we had checked vaccinations and people sat around and visited with masks off. And, and for most of us, almost, well, for everyone, that was kind of the, the first time, you know, and I think, yeah, it's, you know, we're kind of back to just full steam ahead thinking about things. Um, today was my first day teaching in California that masks weren't required. So I taught without a mask on. It was incredibly liberating, but there were probably only two kids per class that has their masks off. So there's still this, and we have like an 80% vaccination rate. So there's still this concern it hasn't gone away, but that's a great memory, Jess. So and thanks, Laura, for helping coordinate that last year. That that was that was tricky in the midst of what we can and can't do with COVID, right? Yeah, I'm really glad that came together. Yeah, and we even threw in old cars for that one. <laughs> um, I wanted to mention about this event. I don't know if you folks know, um, and we're just now starting to publicize this, but one of my goals in putting on an event in this area, um, you know, having taught here for uh, 26 years now and lived in this area since I was a kid, uh, especially teaching in El Molino, there were so many students that were volunteer firefighters. You know, back in the day of pagers, pagers, they'd get up and they'd have to leave. Uh, some of the students are, you know, fire captains. They've gone on either to be heads of the volunteer fire department or they're doing it for full-time work. One of, best, one of my best friend's youngest daughter, she's doing that full-time for a living. Mike Warner, I coach with his son, works at Occidental. Uh, and then we've had just a rash series of fires um, around here and just reading about how understaffed they are and underfunded, um, connected with Jackie Jorgensen from the Volunteer Fire Foundation. So they're the beneficiaries of this event, which feels really, really good. And as I talked to her and she mentions, oh, yeah, I talked to so-and-so from Monterio. And I said, oh, she was my student. And I, oh, yeah, I talked to Steve Baxman. Oh, yeah, he, he picked up Ted and my son. And and so I was gonna let me interject real quick. We made we made a donation, um, which we were going to make anyway. But amid the the social media post that you had very tastefully put out, yes, there was there was the first responder who saved me when I'm 
They're in the middle of nowhere with a broken collarbone on the side of the road who, yeah. Anyway, great, great recipients, amazing response time, amazing response team, and... Yeah, and the and the folks. I mean, just to give an idea, right? I think I was like, I pulled this off her webpage. She, uh, Jackie says there's over four hundred, over six hundred volunteer firefighters in Sonoma County, right? And it's like eighty percent of the of the staffing statewide is volunteers, right? Uh, you know, in, in the in the major firestorms, half of the early dispatchers were volunteer firefighters, and so they're helping people. These people are leaving their jobs, and then they're having the the health risks, the the cost of training, all that stuff. It's it's pretty fathomless what it is, whether it's from a car crash or a bike crash or a fire. So, anyways, it feels good to be connecting with those folks. So, if people can support, uh, and then hopefully that we can just build on this from from the years ahead. Incredible recipients, well worth mm-hmm. every every donation. Yeah. So uh, maybe we can. I think Ted mentioned tires. We talked about bikes. That's a lot of people are oftentimes thinking about that. What do you and and I need to start airing on educating people more? It's, it's a long day. Laura and Jess, people haven't done ninety mile rides. What what does one eat, drink, bring, pack? Because again, this we don't have school buses waiting for you if the ride's like too hard or if you get a flat tire, you don't get a ride <laughs> back. Like, how do you pack for an adventure slash gravel slash grasshopper? Um. Well. For me, fueling early and often before you are hungry or before you are thirsty. Also, I'll be almost 30 weeks pregnant, so I get really hungry and thirsty <laughs> and really need to stay on top of that. So um, this weekend at Mid-South, you know, I put a uh, Moose Packs bar bag on my handle of bars and just so that I would have easier access to grabbing snacks um, and not have it to reach. I actually had mittens on, so it's really hard to unwrap packages and <laughs> reach into my back pocket. So just thinking about accessibility of your food, how you're going to um, easily be able to pull it out in a safe way. And, um, you know, hydration is actually the dehydration is leading cause of fatigue during exercise, even before calories and food come into play. So staying on top of your hydration is um, the thing that needs to be top of mind. That's what I think about. Yeah, Laura and I think the same with it early, often, and then more, more like we we ride for bakery stops, uh, and I think handlebar bags should be mandatory. Moose Packs makes a great oversized bag for lots of treats, maximum pastry amountage. <laughs> um, but really, the timing of it too, like if you if you are thinking about being competitive, taking in your solid calories like a JoJ bar on the chill spots or at the aid stations. Um, and then like your untapped maple syrups, maybe slam that before you go for a segment. Um, feel really good. So I think sometimes like the timing of it can be important and fun too, because like you don't want to eat a croissant when you're about to go on a segment. <laughs> yeah, and this ride, we'll we'll get a chance to eat some real food. I mean, I've, I've gone into the mode where I'm oftentimes, you know, have a JoJ bar and, and gels and snacks, and then I'll have, you know, a sandwich. So this is certainly where you can mix it up, and we'll have some more savory things there, and we'll have Osmo and Gelvio out uh, as well as, as we usually do. So that's food. And, and, and what about what about, what about about tools? I mean, even back in the day, old calves with the shorter ones. I'm, we talked to Jeff Kabush, who had the wrong size 
Valstem, and I remember seeing a guy carrying his bike because he decided it was a good idea to ride tubulars. What do you think, Ted? Tubulars <laughs> out there? 25 tubulars? Um, yeah, I mean, 25 is pretty wide. I might run a 21 or even 23. Um, 100 PSI, 110. 100 PSI, maximum like 21 tooth cog. I mean, <laughs> you know, you got to be a hard, hard rider. Um, as Laura can verify, I've spent the past two to three hours in the basement prepping prepping our bikes. We are here in Vermont right now. We have a whole a whole bunch of travel coming up. Um, I'm going to see you in a little bit in, in places unknown. Um, but then meet in California. And, and what I've been doing largely for the past two hours is swapping out tires, um, making sure my tires are topped up with sealant. We live in the golden age of tubeless tires and sealant. So, you know, it's it's there's no guarantee you might gas your tire and, and therefore need a Spare CO2, another spare CO2, a pump, a spare tube, um, boot your tires. I mean, uh, a plug. Yeah, absolutely. Plugs are, are huge help when you're out there swearing that you had plugs in your pocket and you really don't have them. Um, the essentials, though. Tool. You want a multi-tool. You want a spare tube. You want some sort of air system and a reliable air system, which often is a, a pump. Um and yeah, the bonuses are plugs, boots. Uh, what else? The heck? Maybe it's maybe a chamber tool and a spare link. I've seen crazier things happen than people need a spare link. So yeah, uh, chain breakers are can be super helpful. But you know, I mean, this this also, I think an event of this variety is going to be a particular help, given the fact that it is segmented. Yeah. So that. Okay, if someone is not ripping a, a segment, they can stop and help. And and certainly along the non-racy parts, you'll definitely see a heck of a lot of camaraderie and community. And that's what mm. that's what makes the grasshoppers so rad, man. Well, yeah. thanks. Be out there alone with someone not stopping. I think I've given away more chain links than I mean. I know I haven't given away a dozen. I've maybe used one. So that's my chain link karma, but. So that means 12 people weren't carrying them. That's a note to people listening. Yeah, that's a little more mountain bike specific, but I've seen Sam break his, Sam cranks. I've seen him break his chain on the road a few times. <laughs> I don't know what he's mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and you also have to be careful. Last time someone broke a, 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 a chain, I think someone had an 8, 9, and 10 speed link, and none of those worked. <laughs> so well. To Ted's point about the sealant, so this is what I recommend to people as well. This is this is Uncle Maggie, the director, talking about this, right? So you have all those tools, but how long is your tube on your bike? Are you sure it doesn't have a hole in it from the from being punctured sitting there? Okay. If you have a tire boot, is it contaminated? Right. If you have a sealant, have you used it and put it back in there? Does the sealant actually have air in it? Is there goop in your tires? If you have chain links, do you have the right one or did you give it away? Mm -hmm. uh, if you have a tube, is it the right size valve stem for that, right? So it's not like just do you have your stuff, but just put it out there and think about it and like what's there um, because, you know, it's great if you can get help from someone. And also, like Ted mentioned, carrying a pump. I can't believe how often people do these big rides and they just ha they have ACO2. Um, so anyways. Yeah, I've fallen victim to all of those. I have had a tube with a hole in it. Um, one of the best is when I go to, to pierce my CO2 and I've already used it. Um, I've had 
you know, multi-tools collapse like so, and they've been in a rusty, they've been in a saddlebag that's soaking wet, so they're so rusty I can't even break it. Um, uh, what else? What resulted in you having to hitchhike multiple times? Uh, a huge pain, a, a very small hiccup that can be very easily resolved is to take your wheel off the bike and shake it, and can you hear the sealant? If it's splashing around, that's a pretty safe bet that you have sealant. Um, what have I needed to hitchhike? Yeah, remember the ride where you had multiple hitchhikes to get back home? I couldn't come. I'm a semi-professional hitchhiker, which is not something I would recommend. Um, but it's usually involved airing, having an error as a result of trying to put air in my tire. Um, to your point, having a hole in your tube, having too few CO2s or not riding with a pump, um, yeah, the, the length of your valve stem on your tube is, is critically important when you're running them deep dish rims. So, yeah, all the, all those things. And now this is kind of early season for a lot of people, though, and, you know, we're getting well into the spring in California. People are looking out to do big adventures. So it's a good time to visit your bike shops. And, and, and another thing in terms of the bike checkups, I think that people forget to look. This was me yesterday packing on my bike is brake pads. Yeah. Uh, your rotors, one of my other bike, the rotors is, is worn down. So that service thing that we kind of neglect when we go to do something, when we're really going to hang it out there. And, and it's not just so that you have the perfect day, but it's also, you know, in events, we have limited amount of help to people out there, limited amount of motos, limited amount of sag. Uh, so if you can avoid being that person who needs help, uh, that's a better thing for you guys and for the event on the day. And then of course the safety, if there's anything that leads to, that can cause those problems. Um, what about here's a little little diversion top not not quite on this but it came to my mind. what what's the what's the greatest MacGyver the MacGyvering fixes on rides when you didn't have the right thing but you figured it out that was a great question I once used my um, quick release as a lever to get my tire off. Oh, and I used so many different rack boots that I finally started making out of old tires. And that's another thing. I've given away 12 and needed one. <laughs> They're quite handy. Nice. What about, you? What about the Kings? The, the, the first MacGyver trip, trick that comes to mind right now is one that I offered up earlier, which is less... Um, MacGyver and more Martha Stewart and less emergency onto the side of the road and more if you're having trouble with pesky tires that won't mount up when you're running them tubeless put them in the dryer for like five minutes and that will warm up the tire and when you hit it with quick pump of air it's it will catch 99% better than what a cool or a room temperature tire does, which I realized was not your question about the side of the road MacGyver. That or is Mark's what temperature? What temperature did you bake that tire at, Ted? I get it up to, you know, if you cook it al dente, it's uh, five minutes on high really does the trick. Um, MacGyver, yeah, it's hard not to think of a booting tire with whatever you can find in your pockets. Yeah, uh, sheesh. When you were talking about spare chain links, I was thinking in my mind, I was like, well, that's why I ride with a paper clip so you could create a, 
uh, came like out of a paperclip. Not that I've ever done that, and I can't imagine that would actually work, but that's what came to mind when we were talking about that a minute ago. Yeah. I'm curious, Laura's MacGyver tricks. What do you got? <laughs> Stop. I, I look forward to the day I have a MacGyver trick to brag about, but I can't think of one. Uh, that's like the next level that I haven't yet reached. Next level? No MacGyver? I, I had one dropping. So we used to ride at a, a Cousin It Ibis Tandem 26-inch rim brake. And we bought, we have another one again, and you can't stop them. Like the brakes just don't stop you. I can't believe I ever rode them. Um, so we were we flatted coming down Sweetwater towards Hopkiln, the big descent going uh, west to east. You know, really steep part. Just at the end of it, the old Mavic tires where the rim just used to when it where I would peel off. Yeah, yeah. So this catastrophic fail, and we had to get back. So we used moss from the trees and stuffed the the tires. <laughs> Uh, just kept packing it and packing it in there, and uh, it kind of worked. I wish I could <laughs> say I got to ride all the way home. We didn't make it home, but um, that sounds like it would work for about eight wheel rotations. Clunk, clunk, clunk. Exactly. I was determined to make it work, though. To, but I'm just glad we didn't crash there. So I, I, didn't, I was meant to ask people to ask questions. We're kind of we kind of covered King Ridge. Um, is there anything else coming up that we need to talk about, or folks have questions out there? We have these superstars on hand. Nutrition, bikes. I think based on some of our hosting um, conversation, some of the hosts are particularly curious about which pastries might be on offer. Do we have we talked to Gold Coast to warn them that we're going to have a lot of hungry, carbohydrate-deprived, uh, gluten. By we, are you talking about the royal we or or the Laura we? That will be me and. I will be talking to them. All right. You can put in your request. All the gluten. Oh, they're so good. They're so, I can't believe how many solo rides. I just make it to that bakery and just and just sit around. It's a good Here, spot. We got our first question. How often should you replace sealant in your tubeless? I'm assuming that means tires. Hey, how did you see the question before I did? I have lightning quick eyes. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> Uh, so what's the you answer? Go back to to take take your wheels off, maybe once a month, depending on you are are you an oversealer or an undersealer. I mean, shoot, this almost goes back to like the preparation phase. It is a really crappy opportunity. A tire will always seal if you have enough sealant in there. If you have a gallon of sealant, your tire will eventually seal. The opposite spectrum, where you run out of sealant as you're shaking the wheel around and trying to get the sealant to work, that sucks. So. I don't know, check it every month or two and be smart, yo. If you live somewhere hot or like in the summer, if your bike is in a hot garage, might you might need to change it a little more often, which is also the time when you're probably riding the most. <laughs> Dear Mark, how many ounces of sealant in say a 40 to 42 mil tire? That is written on the side of your sealant container. <laughs> I would assume that's a 700, and I would probably go to about three ounces, perhaps four, maybe 3.7615 ounces-ish. Put, on, you this, put on the same scale that you do with your, with, your, with your fresh brewed coffee when you weigh it, right? Yeah, air on more. More is better. 
Someone asked about how much untapped maple, which is a Ted question, but I can say that I had eight of them during Unbound. So at least eight. <laughs> My excitement level was as follows. One, echoing Jess, you will never have a stomach issue with untapped. I don't know why. There's something magical about its simplicity, but you will never say, oh, I have gut rot. So Jess is eight. I raise you. I've probably had as many as 12. There was a MacGyver situation where I was riding in Los Angeles and a friend of mine had a, a chain that was so squeaky that it was, um, it was enough that we had to resolve it. And so we put an untapped packet on his chain, which was great. And we, it worked for the next hour to get back to the shop, at which point a simple hose will clean off the residue of maple syrup and then you could apply lube. It works flawlessly. You, you run out of... <laughs> flawlessness around of an hour but no lie we macgyvered with an untapped chain loop situation a good one <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's fascinating yeah <laughs> or, the question about um bike camps for women what's that yeah well we've been we've been scheming <laughs> hopefully maybe something this winter um in a sunny location like Tucson. <laughs> That's what we've been talking about. <laughs> Someplace where it's warm. Any untapped flavors? Warm, it's good call. Uh, any untapped flavors? We're working on a variety of things. Uh, we're thinking of, I don't want to give away too many, too many answers. Um, we're working in a different genre amid sports Any nutrition. Category. It will still be different category. Good word. It'll still be maple syrup based naturally, but it's in an area that we don't yet have covered. Say recovery, for example. Or chain lube. Or, there you go. <laughs> That's expensive chain lube probably, right? Yeah. Coconut butter and untapped. <laughs> we have a prototype chain lube that's very expensive. Well, the pros dress like unicorns. It's kind of like Willy really Wonky when you start talking about all these things you could do with your maple syrup. I just finished reading Charlie and Chocolate Factory to matter. I said they're thinking about these, you know, interesting things you can do with your maple syrup. That's funny because a word "catty wampus" came up on a work call today, and I thought that that came from Charlie. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Oh, it didn't. Actually, came from like the 1830s, but mm. it, I digress. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> That's a good story. All right. Well, I really appreciate your, your all's time. Uh, and those of you guys who are watching, I'll post this so you guys can rewatch it for these questions. I'll sure to have these stars on again. Better yet, join us for the Shake It Up, Shake It Out uh, ride in Duncan's Mills. Uh, we'll likely go afterwards to one of the fine establishments to have some dinner and beer and whatever we need to do afterwards. Um, and if they want to find out or get on the list, Laura, please remind us. The easiest way actually is just to go to milldistrictheelsburg.com slash velo. And the shakeout ride on the 26th is listed amongst actually probably 10 other rides that we're hosting while we're there. So take a look. Um, one of those is a women's ride um a bunch of different themes so we'd love to ride with you at some at some point if you're able to make it on the 26th or another time oh, all Jake right. on the call 
Look at you guys just playing. That's so fun. I don't even know where those buttons are. Look at that. Just hanging out. Just hang. Just hanging out. Well, we could all just keep chatting, and uh, I'm sure we'll find more <laughs> things to talk about. It's great to be hanging out with grown-ups. It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> all right, let's see if I can figure out how to hang up this call. It's been swell. We'll talk to you all soon. Look and, forward to uh, seeing you, Meg. Thanks. Cheers. It's been awesome. Thank you.